0: You know...
1: I mean, it's just something about chilling in South Beach. It just does something. I don't know what it is. I mean, do you see me right now? Do you see how happy I am? I don't even think Molly could get on my damn nerves today. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's up. All I know is my man my man Mike T's in the house, C.C.'s in the house, you know, Brock Scott's in the house. The list goes on and on. And you know what? It is special to have them. But here's the difference. They're there. I'm here. First take. Let's
2: go.
0: Today we honor the true heroes our veterans and their loved ones we will never forget. Your sacrifice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being with us this morning. I'm Molly Carum. Mike Tannenbaum. How we doing, Mike T, in the house?
3: Great to be here. And you know, it's great to see Steve A down in Miami. He just needs to be down there for 179 more days for tax purposes.
0: Seriously, you know something about that? But you know what I'm the building?
3: I'm, no, what up? I'm I because get that. about that.
1: You are jealous. I mean, at least you admit you're jealous. And by the way, how can I forget? How can I forget Molly? I'm sorry to be sacrilegious. How can I forget that the great Candace Parker's gonna be on the show? I forgot. I, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention her off the top, but I really didn't forget. I was just saving the best for last. It's good to see you, BS. Good to see you, Mr. CIA. Hope you well, Molly. Molly.
0: Hey, hey. Chris Canty's gonna be here a little later too. All right, we ready to do this? Let's yeah, he
1: aye. he aye. he aye. It's his birthday today. It's It's Chris Hanty's birthday? Yeah,
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay.
1: Do I need to sing? Do I need to sing? Happy birthday No, actually, you need to settle
0: down a little. It's a little too early for me. I haven't had caffeine yet. (laughs) All right, let's kick things off in the NFL. Dak and the Cowboys are preparing for a divisional matchup against the Giants on Sunday. The Giants have dealt with significant injuries this season, clearly quarterback, and have been on the struggle bus. But despite that, Dak Prescott still knows you can't sleep on divisional matchups. At least that's what he's saying.
1: We're definitely mature enough. I think we all understand the NFL, um, understand that that those guys prepare, those guys uh, game plan, and to be honest, it's, it's tough to beat a team twice. It's about us continuing to grow and for us to get better, and um, that the only way that does is if we go out there and take care of business in, in the manner that we, we expect to.
0: Okay, Bart Scott's not buying that.
4: He couldn't even say that with a straight face. We all know this is about to be homecoming. Stop it. They put a 40-burger up on him. Yo, know, how naive is Tommy DeVito, right? Tommy DeVito goes in and says, oh, I heard Dallas is a great place. It's a nice place to play. Not for you. You're going to be having Michael <laughs> Parson and DeMarcus Lawrence trying to get their Pro Bowl votes and all pros up, you know, based off how right, many times nice. they're going to try and get to you. Like, this is a bad football team. And okay, di- let's and get, di- can, can I get into
0: the question then? Oh, you, you just oh, couldn't wait to oh. go. Yeah. Like the Jets are the new Kings of New Yorks. Pipe down over there, okay?
4: I was a Raven, too. Yeah. I can both. for all, all of a
0: sudden, now you're really claiming the Ravens. Okay. Eight games in, do you feel this Cowboys team is better, worse, or the same as last year's team?
4: I think it's about the same, right? We, because in my opinion, when I watch them go against elite competition, they still haven't passed that test. And listen, we don't judge the Cowboys whether it's fair or unfair because you know, they're the big brand, so we treat them almost like the Yankees, right? We expect them to be in the conversation, but they haven't won a relevant game in the playoffs since um, their last you know, um, three-peat. So I think that they're still the same, and we can't measure Dak based on uh, winning regular season games because those aren't important. And the important ones against San Francisco, against Philadelphia, they still find a way to come up short. So until he, we won't really judge this team and judge the progress, I mean, until we figure out if they can win a big game and actually go to maybe the NFC championship and try and cash in on all this promise that we've heard about them, you know, ever since Dak Prescott arrived and replaced Tony Romo.
1: Um, you're wrong. Uh, But that's okay, because as brilliant as you are as a football mind, sometimes your perspective is a little bit off. It's a little bit early in the morning, and I listen to you (laughs) throughout the day because you're so exceptional. And as a result, as the day wanes, you just become more and more brilliant. But the morning stuff, you struggle with, particularly (laughs) when you're going up against me. It's no no crime in that. No crime in that whatsoever. (laughs) The Dallas Cowboys are worse offensively, people. They're worse offensively. They're not the same. Mr. CIA Mike T. Bart Scott himself. You know, They're not the same. Last year, if I remember correctly, did they score 52 touchdowns in 17 games? 52. I believe that was 52, right? That is correct. This year, in eight games, they're at eight. I'm sorry, they had 18. They were averaging three, start to three touchdowns per game last year. They had 2.3 this year, okay? You're on pace for 39 for the season. How are you not worse? With this balance that we were supposed to be seeing because Mike McCarthy is now calling plays and it's not Kevin Moore, Kellen Moore any, any longer. Well, excuse me, don't get me started with how they've been in the red zone, okay? We know that's been problematic for them. Let's also forget, let's also not forget it was supposed to be some more balance thrown into the equation. Before last week, so going into last week's game against Philadelphia, they were throwing the ball 54% of the time, running it 46% of the time. I guess that Tony Pollard experiment is your bell cow hasn't worked out necessarily since he hasn't had a 100-yard game since game one of the regular season, since the season began. So I look at it from that perspective. Your running game ain't, ain't, ain't the same. The receiver, C.D. Lamb, is an absolute stud. But excuse me, who's your number two? Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. Where were they last week against Philadelphia? Even though Brandon, Kicks, Brandon Cooks has been elevating his level of play, getting targeted around four times a game, and you could see some cohesiveness developing, but it's not quite there yet with Dak Prescott. Ferguson, good ball, we get all of that. But, Dalton Ch- uh, but Schultz it's himself, he's in Houston now, it's not the same as it once was. We've got to take that into consideration as well. And so the way I look at it, The Dallas Cowboys, the reason why they are where they are is because we know their defense is elite. Dak Prescott is no scrub. C.D. Lamb can ball. We get all of that. But in the same breath, whether it's the play calling, with the absence of a bona fide number two, whether it's them not really running the football as effectively as they had projected they would, ultimately, this offense is not better at all. It's not even the same. It's a little bit worse. Not precipitously, but it's a little bit worse.
3: I totally disagree, Stephen A. When you look at this team, they are hard to defend. They have six different receivers that have 15 receptions or more. So you can't key on one guy when you go past C.D. Lamb. I do expect Cooks to continue to get better, and he's a guy that can take the top off of coverage. The other thing that Dak's doing this year, guys, he is eating up man-to-man coverage. He's third the league with QBR against man-to-man, and he's making plays with his feet. And Stephen A., once I overpaid Bart, but one thing that Bart brought to the table was re- really good perspective, which is opposing defenses hate when the quarterback can make plays with his feet. And what Dak's doing is he's extending plays, and he's making plays in consequential moments. And last week, it was a half an inch away on that two-point play. And I think the difference between them and Philly is really small. And right now, if we just go by what we see, guys, yeah. Dak Prescott is outplaying Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, sometimes we – Okay, forget. but uh, I mean, that's it. hold on, boy. Hold on, boy, that's a different discussion. And, I, I mean, that, that's a worthy discussion, Mike T. I get you where you're coming from with that. But as I pointed out, when you see how they're struggling offensively, you see opponents having scored as many TDs as their offense has scored. Last year they outscored them by 20 different by 20 touchdowns, like 52 to 32. That's not the case now. And so when I look at that and I look at the divide that existed last year compared to how things are now and how they've been assisted by special teams and turnovers under the, uh, being forced by their defense, Let's not ignore the impact of that. It's made their point-per-game production look good, but it's also deceiving because it hasn't been all in their offense. Their defense has been opportunistic as well as their special teams as well, and that's going a long way towards them having the numbers that they have. Their offense is worse, Mike T. It is.
4: But you, but you have to understand it's also about – agreeing and playing complementary football as well, right? It's making sure that you don't put too much stress on this defense by giving other teams opportunities. Dak Prescott, whether we want to admit it or not, okay. is taking care of the football a lot better. <laughs> Right. So now Mike McCarthy wanted to get Kellen Moore out because, you know, he was with no risky, no biscuit But sometimes you don't have to risk the biscuit Sometimes you have a great defense. So they're playing more to their, to their right. Bart? And like Jay-Z said, you know, well, Jay-Z lied to us because numbers do lie sometimes because it doesn't tell the whole story in the context of the story and the story that we're trying to tell. The fact is, they're also well, me... against different opponents
1: from the
3: previous year before. And, Steven. I, I would just add to this. Like, okay, we,
1: that's fine. That, that's fine. But, but, but can, can I throw this in real quick up, before y'all go? Up. I'm waking up, um, Stephen A. The, 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 the Dallas – oh, I'm wide awake, baby. I'm in Miami, baby. I'm I been can up. tell I'm you're awake in Miami. Been You're like – you, you, you 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 you, He home. Actually, <laughs> might
4: not have been home Stephen yet. Stephen
0: A. is very <laughs> <laughs> enthusiastic today. He, went he brought to brought the energy out of the gate. I mean, it's just – it's next level, the excitement. Oh, no, no, no.
1: I get up early in Miami. I get up early in Miami. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. But what I'm saying is this. You were first in red zone efficiency last year. That's true. You're 29th now. What's up, y'all? Come on, my team. Come on, on, boy. what, What are we talking about? First the 29th?
3: Yeah, Stephen A., that that is definitely part of it, but here's the other part. If we're evaluating Mike McCarthy, the CEO, he fired Kellen Moore and put himself and Brian Schottenheimer in that decision-making role as offensive coordinator, and it was to control the game. And when they had the lead, to run the ball more, to be more efficient, and that's why when you look at Dak only having five interceptions – that's part of the evaluation of looking at this offense. This offense is more efficient. But, uh, and More conservative, sense, too. Yeah, yeah maybe more conservative. See,
1: see, 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 my team? see, Mike T. See, Mike T. See how slick you are, Mike T. Now, let me ask you this question, sir. When you get into the red zone, ain't you looking to score? Yes or no? Yeah, 100%. Now, I understand look, clock look, management. Look. I understand spelling for the defense. You're still looking to score. You go from first to 29th okay. in okay. efficiency in the league. Let's Come take on. The, Come on, Mike T. But let, let's take the Jets
4: game, right? Like they kicked those field goals because they knew that the opponent that they were going against couldn't score points, so they know that those three points were just as equivalent to seven. They know the only way that the Jets could hang Did with kick them it on first is if they turned down. the football over. Did you it, it, kick it
1: on first or second down, Boss Scott? No, no, no. <laughs> you kicked it on third after the third down. You had three downs to make something happen, and you still kicked the damn field goal. That means first, second, third down, you didn't get it done. Y'all trying to be slick this morning? It ain't gonna no, work. No. I'm wide awake. Hold on. I'm wide awake, man. I'm trying hold to hold on. <laughs>
3: Stephen A., Bart's made a good point because if Bill Belichick was sitting right here and he was part of the conversation, first of all, he'd be in studio. He wouldn't be in Miami. But what he would always (laughs) talk about is most teams lose games before you have to go win it. And to Bart's point, that's why the red zone numbers are horrific. I agree with that. But the efficiency of this team is – Certain of their opponents, like they're playing, you know, Danny DeVito on Sunday. Yeah. They know that he's not gonna drive the ball against that defense. So if you're yeah. playing yeah. 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 a yeah. Danny DeVito, board...
1: I like how you said Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah that's accurate.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he played Don Don you guys are so disrespectful. I mean, <laughs> right. like, come right, on. <laughs> but look, Tommy DeVito wasn't even a good he wasn't even a good up. college. He wasn't even a good college All right, messed Don Bosco. All you Jets lot, lovers. But
1: my but Mike T, are you sure? Respectfully, are you sure this is the year? This is the season to be bringing up something that Bill Belichick has to say about an offense. Really? I mean, well, what we've said—he knows on how to win. He knows he, I mean, he knows you how sure to this win. This is the year. He did. He did. He <laughs> did when my, he had Tom Brady quarterback for him. We, yeah, he knew then. Okay, well let's say Mike
4: Tomlin then, because he's Tomlin's in his way to a bunch of wins and victories, and it looks real real similar to how they're going about winning, too.
1: Okay. All right. But Mike Tomlin's actually winning. <laughs> he ain't two and seven. All right. You feel me? <laughs> they both yeah. going home okay. early.
0: We'll go to the Niners.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But New England a bit earlier than Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes.
0: Stephen A., do you have dinner plans yet tonight?
1: I want to know where the brunch is at. Uh, no, I'll be will be I'll be I'll be flying back to the East Coast tonight. Oh, I, I had dinner plans before. last night, Mike. Oh, yeah, what was that? I had dinner plans last night. I don't uh, I, I appreciate it, but I don't need suggestions from you when it comes to Miami. Anywhere else fine. Miami? Oh, it was I just think food I got st-
0: it was actually a food hey, suggestion.
1: We going to Bell Harbor? I'm just I'm,
0: just, no, I'm I like talking Miami about food. Design I'm talking food. Talk about food. Yeah. Brickle? Okay. okay. No, Design yes. District. Oh, okay. Contessa.
4: Uh Congratulations,
0: Uh y'all.
1: Congratulations, Molly. Breaking news. Breaking news. (laughs) Molly is thinking about the design district in Miami. (laughs) Nobody else is thinking about that district.
0: Have Have you been down to the design district? It's ridiculous. It has like the yeah, best Miami. shopping and the best yeah. restaurant. I've That's like a
4: area. So you know. Just so you know, In Steven. But Ma- Ma- right? Molly's out swagging you today. Her fit is, is killer right now. You can't even appreciate it unless you're a person. Son. Please.
1: Do you see? Do you see? Do you see this suit on me? Do you see yeah, how you, good I look this morning? I mean, you? Yeah, you look like okay. you look like a crooked deacon.
0: Ooh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the Niners started the season on, man. looking let's like world leaders, but have <coughs> since hit a rough patch after dropping three straight to the Browns, Vikings, and Bengals. They have another tough test, the Jags Sunday in jacksonville Bart, are you sold on the niners
4: Listen, i'm sold on the niners when they're complete we all know that this team is top heavy whenever you have the you know one of the highest paid um, tight ends when you have the highest paid defensive end two of the highest paid um, defensive tackles and then the highest paid left tackle you know, you're going to have these moments when you're top heavy and if you sustain injuries to the to, to your roster, you don't have the depth because you can't afford it. Now, you, you're able to build depth and, and make moves simply because your quarterback's only making $900,000. But the fact that when Trent Williams isn't there, this is a different ball, uh, ball club. And when Debo Samuels, who's the heartbeat of this team, isn't there, it's going to be a, a tough sled. I anticipate that both of these guys are going to get healthy and they're going to finish the season, and then they're going to be just as dangerous. And I think they should be the front runners and the favorites in the NFC because when healthy, they're the most complete team with, when scheme and personnel matches.
1: Man, listen, I understand that Debo was out. Wasn't Christian McCaffrey on the football field? But them both on the football field. Trent, Trent, Williams,
4: Trent Williams is, Trent Williams, Trent Williams is, no, no, is the top. straw that stirs the I drink. Run game and pass game. Okay. He's the best left tackle on okay, all of that's football. Fine. He allows Brock Purdy to burp the baby.
1: Okay, feel you on that. No problem. But if you're an elite team, one man down can't cause the kind of collapse that we just witnessed. You're on a three-game losing streak here. And obviously, you can attach Trent Williams' absence to some of the things that that I'm about to articulate. I get that part because I'm looking at Purdy right now. Two and three versus teams 500 or better this season. Three TDs, six interceptions during this three-game losing streak, okay? When leading, check this out, Mike T. You'll appreciate this. When leading, Brock Purdy completes 69% of his passes, 12 touchdowns, just one interception. A 114.3 passer rating. When trailing, it plummets to 64%, six touchdowns, six interceptions, and a passer rating that goes from 114 to 87. I'm looking at Brock Purdy, and I I have no questions about Christian McCaffrey. I got no questions about that stud that is Debo Samuel. I got no questions about George Kittle. I get all of that. I understand it, okay? And I certainly don't have a question about the play calling of a Mike Shanahan. But when you look at a Brock Purdy, a uh, lack of arm strength. Yes, he can make some of the requisite throws, but he doesn't have a rifle of an arm. We all get that. Bart Scott, you've told me that on numerous occasions. I'm looking at him, particularly when pressure is applied to him. How does he respond under that level of duress? I'm imagining teams that you're going to go against in the postseason, they're going to be able to apply pressure to the quarterback. I got no questions about San Francisco defense. I think they'll step up. Trent Williams being there, the best left tackle in the business, I got it. Your running game's going to be there. I understand it, okay? But at some point in time, I got to look at Brock Purdy, and I got to say as much as I believe in this brother, as good as he was up to one point, This three game losing streak has really exposed some things about him. We can't ignore that. We got to take that into consideration. And we have to at least ask ourselves while there are no questions about anybody else, are you sure about him?
3: I'm I'm absolutely sure about him. And here's why he has five interceptions this year, guys. All five was when Debo Samuel was not on the field. And they'll get back to long handoffs to McCaffrey, Samuel. Brandon IU and George Kittle. He does not have to drive the ball down the field. And, Stephen A., I totally understand what you're saying about the disparity when they have the lead or when they're behind. But the way they're built, they can pass the score and run to win. And I think if the question was, are you sold on the Niners, one of the many reasons I am is they got Chase Young, and now the wave of defense alignment to close out games, they don't need Brock Purdy to drive the ball down the field like other teams do because now they can get after the passer, which – for them, they were actually struggling a little bit. So I think Chase Young actually plays to the strength of Brock Purdy. And your stats actually, to me, suggest getting Chase Young was really not only helping their defense, but making Brock Purdy a heck of a lot more efficient.
1: By the way, I mistakenly said Mike Shanahan. I meant Kyle Shanahan, of course. Yeah. Well,
4: go mm. ahead. We, know what you, we know what you mean. <laughs> okay. But you,
1: you also made my point for me when you talk about
4: when pressured. The reason why he's pressured in every one of those highlights that you guys showed is because Trent Williams wasn't there. So we know that the pressure won't be there and they can also (laughs) slide the the protection away from Trent Williams when he's there, right? So you look at this, he's under duress, of course. You know, he he was a seventh-round pick for a reason. Right, But he's able, when Trent Williams is there, to go through his progressions. He's able to get to his first reads. The problem is what we discovered is the fact that he can't go through and process and go to his second and third reads. And teams are taking away those throws behind the, um, the the linebackers because they know that they can't
3: run the ball efficiently without Trent Williams. You know, um, I'm, I'm calling this game this weekend on ESPN Radio, and it's interesting because – Jacksonville is top three defending the run. So, Brock Purdy is going to have an excellent opportunity to answer all his critics about can he go carry a team because he's going to get a big opportunity this weekend. Okay. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Again, I still think it's a quick game. I think it's going to be getting the ball back to Debo Samuel. But I don't think the 49ers will be able to run the ball against Jacksonville.
0: All right. The Niners are favored by three. The Cowboys favored by 17. <laughs> that, that's it? Seven. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way Molly, Yes. By,
1: by, by the mm-hmm. way, Molly, real real quick to Mike T and Bart Scott, if the Cowboys are so confident in their offense and stuff like that, because you know you got the pieces in place, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell you go out and and sign the recently reinstated Martavis Bryant for? I know, it, no, no, it makes sense. They're
4: really missing Dalton Schultz because Dalton Schultz was the outlet for for uh, yeah. for for Dak Prescott. Yeah. But what I'm saying is their game. So they're not. So they're, they're not. They're by. not as good. Yes, but the, but, but the reason why, they're leaning to into their defense. Their defense is better when they play this way opposed to when Dak is reckless with the football because he's throwing the ball so many okay. times. So you're protecting Dak and protecting the team from him.
3: You know, actually, why I think it's a great okay. move is they may not need him, but if they do in four, six weeks, he was gone for a couple of years. It's going to take him a while to get back up to speed. So to put him on the practice squad, to me, there's really no downside.
0: All right. We'll leave it there. Are you finished? Oh, not. i ain't
1: saying it's a downside. I'm just saying they obviously feel a need. That's all
0: I'm trying to say. I'm you saying mean, they're the trying downside. to get better, like everyone else, trying visited. to compete. My goodness. Still the confidence. They're trying to get better because the they ain't good enough. Today on First Take, we're celebrating the veterans and the active military from all six military branches. We truly appreciate all you do in serving our country. Right now, we salute the Army. Thank you. Hi, I'm Sergeant First Class Jessica Zolman with the 35th Infantry Division, and I wanna give a shout out to all my friends and family in Kansas City. Go Chiefs! I'm Sergeant Ramsey Vega. I'm currently deployed in the Baltic States with Alpha 3265th. I just wanted to say thank you very much to my mother and my father. You guys have supported me more than you could ever know throughout this mission. Uh, it means a lot to me that you guys keep in close contact
2: with me and just keep me warm with all of your love. How you doing?
0: I'm Major John Hope here at Camp
4: Bering, Kuwait. 449 Aviation Support Battalion under the 36th Combat Aviation. Want to give a good shout out to the San Antonio Spurs. Go, Go Spurs, Go. go!
0: is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call one 800 DirecTV tv or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Look who's here, SA. Show them the sleeves. Uh, She's got a white leather skirt on, too. I mean, it's a full fit. It's Friday, baby. Hey, Stevie Day.
1: Well, you know what well, you, know, well, you got you got on sleeves. I mean it's usually backwards. You usually <laughs> sleeveless before you you know do, you know, during a day like this and stuff like that. Now you got you got sleeves on a Friday and you sleeve sleeveless during the week. we gotta split, don't worry you, about M&M. it. There's only one M&M, baby. There's only one M&M. <laughs> There's only one. Thank you. There's only one.
2: <laughs> Great right. job
1: calling the Knicks game the other night, by the way.
2: Thank I you. Listening. Thank you. I've been enjoying that role. Yeah. Along yes. with all your 8,000 rolls. People are like, congratulations. I'm like, what
0: for? It's a good time in life. That's what we're talking about. She's a we're Renaissance about. woman. Yes. All right. Uh, let's go here. Quick take. The AP 2023 Player of the Year, Caitlin Clark, poured in 44 points, a rebound, six assists to lead number three, Iowa, to an 80 76 win over number eight, Virginia Tech, in a battle of final four teams from a year ago. Stephen A., what do you think about Caitlin Clark?
1: I love this woman. I really do. I love this young lady. I had the pleasure of doing an event with her, uh, you know, for I, doing Iowa's homecoming because my man Mark Shapiro for WME uh, took me down there and we were panelists. 10,000 people showed up. It was absolutely phenomenal. This girl is the best in the world on a collegiate women's level. I don't care what anybody says. There's nobody better than her. She is a sensational talent. No question about it. She is the Steph Curry of women's basketball that is what I call her how many games is this now that's her 38th career 30 point plus game as a college basketball player you know she's done 40 plus several times she's sensational she's a marksman extraordinaire um and she's a wonderful wonderful person incredibly articulate as well and I think that what you'll see is the WNBA you'll see people clamoring for her just watched again because we love the women's game. I enjoyed it when I was at the WNBA finals, that championship game between the Aces and the Liberty. I got to tell you something, Caitlin Clark, ultimately in the WNBA, is going to be something special to behold because she's special now and she's only getting better.
2: I couldn't agree more, Stephen A., but in general, I do just want to take a second to shout out the way that the women's college basketball season has started in general. Terrific games. Certainly, Caitlin is a highlight, but this was a great basketball game. Four-point score. Georgia Amor for the point guard for Virginia Tech hits a half-court shot to end the first quarter. The game prior to this Yep. Florida State University versus Tennessee Florida State knocks off uh, uh, 11th ranked Tennessee at ranked 18th are the Seminoles Rakia Jackson is another one you got to watch out for Stephen A from Tennessee she' is absolutely she can awesome. ball. she's been tremendous then of course LSU is, is returning they got upset the other day everybody's talking South Carolina yeah, don't worry about in Paris like yeah. it's just been a wonderful start to the women's college basketball season and I am so very excited absolutely
1: don't worry about LSU. That was just them celebrating a little bit too much in the offseason. They reminded who the hell they are last night. But at the end of the day, um, LSU obviously is the team, is the team to beat. We all get that. We can't ignore UConn and stuff like that. But you you can't root against Caitlin Clark. She's just such a treasure to the game, and she is a sensational player. She I call her the Steph Curry of women's basketball, and I challenge anybody. Anybody yep. to deny to deny that?
0: Absolutely. Four 40-point mm-hmm. games versus AP Top 10 opponents. That's the most of any men's or women's player in 25 years. By the way, wow. Candace Parker's on the show. Yes, longer. I heard about that. I'm so excited for you
2: guys. Congrats to Candace on her That's documentary. Right. You can't well, wait. Well, you hmm? know, of
1: course. You, you, yeah. well, not <laughs> as are not as excited as I am. This is <laughs> Candace Parker. This is Candace Parker. You understand? Right. So We have to move right. aside for greatness mm-hmm. like that. Be ready right. Molly. Speaking of greatness, Be to that, okay? Giannis on the full boat Pep put up, the energy put up. Before I call doggy on you. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> put up an NBA season high 54 last night, but also committed two costly turnovers late in a 2 point loss to the Pacers. Dame Lillard missed last night's game with a cap injury despite the loss Giannis had another historic performance. <laughs> The two-time MVP recorded his third career game with 50 points on 75% shooting from the field. That ties Michael Jordan for the second most in the Shot Clock era, trailing only Will Chamberlain. And speaking of greats in the East, here's Perk yesterday, issuing an apology to Joel Embiid.
4: First of all, let me start off by apologizing and saying I'm sorry to Joel Embiid. Because I started off the season like I wasn't familiar with his game. And I am familiar with his game. Joel Embiid is the best player in the Eastern Conference. No disrespect to Jason Tatum and no disrespect to Giannis Antetokounmpo. We're talking about the guy that is the former MVP, the reigning MVP. We're talking about the guy that led the league in scoring two straight years. Matter of fact, he's leading the league in scoring right now.
0: All right. S.A., who's the best player in the East, Giannis or Embiid?
1: Well, first of all, I'm going to go with—listen, I will tell you this. There's a two-part answer to this. You can't wiggle your way around it, but there's nothing definitive, Molly. There's no way to go with this. Mm -hmm. You want to tell me that Joel Embiid is a better talent? I'm down for that. Better back-to-the-back scorer as far as I'm concerned. Doesn't simply try to overpower and dominate you. His footwork is tremendous. His shot-making ability, he's got touch. He's got skills. He's got a three-point shot. He's got a perimeter, mid-range game. He's got the entire arsenal. So from a talent perspective, not to mention his size and his willingness to defend and block shots, of course I would go with Joel Embiid as a talent. But resume as it pertains to dependability you have to go with Giannis because Giannis is not only a champion. Giannis is not only, you know, a league MVP, a defensive player of the year, all of this other stuff. Giannis um, obviously has shown up all the time in the postseason. Even in losses, you still find him getting his. There have been inexplicable performances by Joel Embiid. Not the likes of a James Harden, per se, but there have been times where you have found yourself saying to Joel Embiid, what the hell is going on? We need more. Why haven't you given us more? Why can't you give us more in this particular playoff game? And that is not something that I think that we say about Giannis. When Giannis is lacking something, it's something he's always lacking. Giannis not making a jump shot uh, uh, Monica, Mon- Giannis not making a three-point shot. Giannis missing a free throw. These are the kind of things that we say about Giannis on a night-in, night-out basis for the most part, because those are impediments to his success. But what he has to give you, he gives you, and he gives it to you on a much more continuous, consistent, and reliable and reliable basis. And because of that, you have to take that into consideration. Again, pure talent. Joel Embiid, to me, all day, every day. As a talent perspective, I don't care whether it's Kareem, it's Shaq, it's Wilt, it's Bill Russell, it's George Mikan, it's uh, it's Bill Walton. The list goes on and on. As a talent, Joel Embiid is one of the greatest talented big men this game has ever seen. He's on par with anyone, but the resume does not. Compare to that of Giannis Kumpo, because Giannis Antetokounmpo has proven to be more reliable.
2: So, Stephen A., I'm going to just take folks a little bit behind the curtain on the show. Right. We, we prepare. We get a text this morning. Josh Kramer, one of our terrific producers, texts me, Mon, Giannis or Joel. I'm with you. I was kind of like, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, this is a toss up in my mind. This is very close. Like, what are we trying to achieve in this conversation? Because I love the way that you broke that down. Resume versus talent. But I'm actually willing to give the talent nod slightly to Giannis Antetokounmpo as well, just because I think the versatility of his uh, athleticism and the way that he plays the game of basketball. Now, don't get me wrong. Joel Embiid can knock down a three-pointer. He can uh, handle off the bounce a little bit in space. But just the sheer force of Giannis going coast to coast, to me, is something that truly differentiates him. Last night, he had 32 paint, 32 points in the paint, which is, whew, unheard of. And then I think back to last year. Joel Embiid, worthy of the MVP, certainly. But you could really have made the case last season that that was still Giannis's award, potentially averaging 31 and 11 as well. And so over the duration of his career... I'm not going to hold injuries against anyone, but there have been more moments, I think, that we hang our hats on when it comes to Giannis Antetokounmpo, in particular, closing out that championship for the Bucks, going from a subpar average free throw shooter to knocking down the biggest free throws of his career uh, and stepping up in that moment. So right now, I'm with you. I think that it's Giannis as the best player in the East, but this is a very thin margin in terms of the conversation, and it's going to be an exciting season.
1: Couple of things to throw at you out here, numbers wise. Third career regular season game scoring fifty or more points, mm-hmm. with seventy-five percent shooting, grabbing ten boards is also only the eighteenth instance in NBA history of a player putting up those numbers. But Giannis was the first one to ever do it in a loss. So we have to remember mm-hmm. that. We also have to remember only Will Chamberlain has more career games than Giannis scoring fifty points at seventy-five percent shooting with ten rebounds. Eight, uh, you know, uh, ten rebounds. He's got Wilt Chamberlain had eight. God rest his soul. But in the end, Eminem, I'm going to tell you this. You lost your mind. You cannot sit up there and say that Giannis is more talented than I, Joel Embiid. I, 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 he I don't, don't have that kind of Lord. arsenal. He I, don't have that kind of arsenal. He just does Listen so, okay, I, again. Okay, you don't you. lose what either. But he don't have Joel Embiid's me. arsenal. That Tell, that so, arsenal so of talent arsenal. offensively. Let's, he does not have that.
2: So let's go through the arsenal. Talk, let's go through the arsenal. You're talking about Joel's ability. Well, let's go, ability. Through, it. Let's go okay, through it. So you're talking about Joel's ability specifically to turn his back to the basket and score in a traditional post way as a, as a major differentiator. And his ability to not Hold on, answer. hold on, hold on. Hold on. Stay, I'm asking. Fall back. Hold on, hold on, hold on for one fall second. Back? Stay with okay. me. Stay
1: with me. i I'll you. give okay, it to you go. and then I'll give it to you. I'll give it Come to on. you and then I'll give it to you. Joel and B. Ball handling skills. Giannis ain't a superior ball handler. Joel Embiid's passing. Giannis is not necessarily a superior passer than Joel Embiid. uh, Joel Embiid, back to the basket. In terms of the arsenal, I'm not talking about simply overpowering because we know uh, Embiid could do that too. But I'm talking about footwork movement. Think Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. Think about his movement, his footwork. Joel Embiid has that more than Giannis. Joel Embiid blocks shots. He's not the gazelle that that Giannis Anthony Goubert, the Greek freak, is. He doesn't run up the um, down the court with the speed that Giannis does. They play a different brand of basketball. But in the end, when you talk about a big man, a big man that you give the ball to in the post area, who, by the way, can step away from the basket and hit a mid-range game, who, by the way, can step away from the basket and hit a three-point shot, who, by the way, can go to the free throw line and hit those two. There is no question that from an offensive, talented perspective, both are great, both are phenomenal, both are future Hall of Famers as far as I'm concerned. I'm not throwing shade on any of them. But Joel Embiid's talent, Oh, my God, could you imagine if he was as dependable health-wise as Giannis? Oh, my Lord. We would be talking about Joel Embiid being in a conversation. He'd have to win, of course, got to win some titles. But we would be talking about him being in a conversation as the greatest big man to have ever played this game. We're not talking about it because he can't get his ass out of the conference semifinals. Okay. That's the look, problem. He gotta look, get to the conference finals and the finals. It's but, Friday, but, but talent, not resume.
2: Talent. Oh it's, no. Oh it's no. Friday. And it ain't even so to talk I don't about. want you to do so much yelling. Yes. But hold on. Take let it me out. just let me just submit this. Oh, to
1: I'm sorry. I'm right? sorry. I'm it's bad. Friday.
2: You're in your favorite, favorite bad. place. Bad. I want and you to break I'm, it down a little bit. No, no, no,
1: I'm mellow. I'm mellow. I'm mellow. Come on.
2: Come on. Because I'm gonna be real mellow too. I will give you the three-point shooting. I'm I'm really thinking through the ball handling. I think in space, we have seen Joel Embiid attack differently from the perimeter, but I don't think the margin on the ball handling oh. is as wide as you make it seem. I do want to give you a few numbers on assists. Just look at, let's just go through the last three seasons okay. for both of them, okay. as far as assists okay. are concerned. Yep. So Giannis averaged okay, 5.8 assists in 2021 22, 5.7 assists in 22 23. So far this year, at 3.4. Okay. Okay. Joel, I got assists here at 4.2 and 21 22. Okay. I got 4.2 and 22-23. Okay. And I got 5.9 this year. Okay. So I also don't think that this playmaking okay. margin is as wide as you submit.
1: I didn't say it was.
2: So then why are you hold doing all
1: da, that da, yelling? Hold on, 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 let me, let me, I was just, I was just, I wasn't yelling, I was just being loud, because I'm like, Okay, why you, you being so loud? I, I get loud, but I'm not yelling, you know what I'm saying, I, because I'm Stephen A., baby, that's what I, that's what Fair I do. Enough. But the point is this, here's the deal, here's the deal, but I apologize, I'm a dollar down, a dollar on, down, let's 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 down. could you ask? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying to you is this, you brought up those assist numbers, well, you know what, it's a lot, and, and even though the numbers are comparable, it's a lot different when you're throwing the ball out. Drew Holiday was one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters in the game last year. So we're about season. to pick apart that they He team. was playing with Giannis the last three years. Brooke Lopez can shoot some threes. We look at When we look, Tyrese Maxey could ball here in threes this year, but that's not necessarily his forte. Tobias Harris can score, but he's not necessarily a three-point shooter. When we look at some of the things that the Sixers do and how they evolve their offense around Joel Embiid compared to what – Milwaukee did. You had Giannis bringing the ball up the court half the time to try to force teams to play downhill, uh, downhill under Budenholzer. That doesn't mean that Joel Embiid is an inferior offensive talent. I'm telling you right now, Giannis don't have in his arsenal. If Giannis could shoot like Joel Embiid, free throws, mid-range, threes, if he could shoot like Joel Embiid, he'd have two titles already minimum. Minimum.
2: I'm not gonna argue. He's not about that often.
1: He's not that. He's not Joel Embiid. I,
2: okay, and the sh- that's all I'm saying to you is that the shooting is the only real differentiator to me in right. terms of their skill set. That's all, It'll all I'm saying. To be continued, okay. well, that, ladies and gentlemen. Big, that's a big. That's a big deal. It, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big right. deal. Well, let's go back to overall resume. Like you shoot said, you and those I agree who initially. Have a great weekend and enjoy the rest of your day in Miami, Steve.
0: Yeah, have an amazing day. Do the
2: same.
0: <laughs> Phillies in Detroit tonight. And today on First Take, we're celebrating the veterans and active military from all six military branches. We truly appreciate all you do in serving our country. Right now, we salute the United States Marine Corps.
4: Hi, my name is Sergeant Freeman Whitley. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm currently stationed here at Mar Com. Shout out to all the Cowboys fans.
0: Go, Cowboys! What's going on, Vikings? This is Sergeant Bredesen, stationed down in Marine Corps Air Station Miramar with VMFA 323, Skoll, and Semper Fidelis. My name is Lance Cooper Wilson. I'm United States Marine Station here in Okinawa, Japan. I just want to give a shout out to other Americans that uh, are stationed worldwide, also to my mom and dad. Hi, my name is Sergeant Harmony Turituri. I'm stationed on Marine Corps Air Station Miramar with VMGR 352. I want to give a special shout out to the San Francisco 49ers. Go Niners! Hey, hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today vivid seats experience it live thanks so much for listening to the pod hey i'm molly Carum, and thanks so much for listening to the first take podcast passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Molly Caram and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift Just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung, smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod, and have a fabulous day. Today. On First Take, we are celebrating the veterans and active military from all six military branches. Thank you so much for all your sacrifice and to your families as well. Right now, we salute the Navy.
5: My name
4: is Chief Hospital Corpsman Valdivio Reed, deployed aboard the USS Carl Vinson. I want to give a big shout out to the Miami Dolphins. Go Fins And happy Veterans Day. Hey, this is Ensign Procadas, uh, Nurse Corps from the USNS Mercy for Pacific Partnership 2024. I want to give a big shout out to my friends and family back home in San Diego and go Aztecs.
0: Hi, my name is Command Master Chief Erica Lavalese assigned to HSM 78 of Carrier Air Wing 2. And I want to give
2: a big shout out to my family and my favorite team, the Baltimore Ravens. It's the Ravens nation, baby. Happy Veterans Day.
4: Hello, I'm Petty Officer Burton from Fleet Logistics Support Squadron 57 out of San Diego. Happy Veterans Day. Who day? Go Bengals.
0: Joe Cool, thank you so so much for all your service. We so appreciate you. And right now, we're trying to get you paid. So it's time for sports book predictions. Bart, kick us off. Will Joe Cool throw for more or less than 281 and a half yards against the Texans?
4: Uh, more. Joe Burrow is in his bag right now. I know he may not have T. Higgins, who sustained an injury during, um, you know, practice. But Tyler Boyd is a is a great number two. He'll fill the void. And Jamar Chase, even though he has a little bit of a back tweak, I think he'll fight through it. They understand what's at stake for them. Joe Burrow's in his
1: bag. I think he throw some more. I agree with you there, Bart. And here's the thing, uh, real quick. I want to throw your opinion about it. You're going up against the 24th ranked defense in the Houston Texans, right? You would expect them to be a bit better, particularly the way they started with Demik Ryans coaching them. You know what I think is happening? C.J. Stroud is such a stud that the defense is looking at him. They're salivating over his, his his evident greatness. And what they're doing is they're going out in the field and they're saying, we can afford to take chances. So we'll bend, we'll bend, we'll bend, but we won't break. In the end, we'll take our chances. We'll do what we can. We'll make a play here and there, but he'll come to the rescue. I think that's compromised their defense to some degree. And I think that's why Joe Burrow could get his yardage. Well
4: taking chances and this is gonna be a good old-fashioned shootout because I watched the, the opening game of CJ Stroud against that Baltimore Ravens defense and he moved that ball up and down the field. No problems for him against Cincinnati. Yep. All
0: right, we gotta get people more options yep. to make Okay, let's give him some more Sorry, cheese and a taco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Justin Herbert, okay. will he throw for more or less than 269 and a half against Detroit?
4: More, he's gonna to have to keep pace. He's got to keep pace. Listen, this is one of the most complete teams in all of football. We know that that defense isn't as good as they showed against the Jets. They're going to be tested against the best play caller in football, Ben Johnson. So he's going to have to throw the ball to keep pace. I think the Lions are going to move the ball with the East.
1: I'm going to say less. I don't like what I've seen from Justin Herbert this year. He's only averaging a career low, 253 yards passing. Kellen Moore, you're looking for a head coaching job. I mean, this ain't the greatest example to get it.
0: All right, Stephen i I'm going to give you this one first, okay? Will Saquon Barkley okay. have more or less than 62 and a half rushing yards against Dallas?
1: Well, I believe uh, I believe that he will believe it or not. Over the last, I mean, with the with the pathetic quarterback that he's had behind center over the last two games, he still rushed for 218 yards. We know they're gonna crowd the box and what have you. We know they don't have to worry about the Giants throwing the damn football with who they've got behind center. But somehow, some way, he still manages to do what he did. I think 62 yards. I think he can pull that off even against Dallas.
4: Negatory, Stephen A. He's going to be, listen, running for his life. They're going to have eight, nine men in the box. They're going to be uh, run blitzing early on because they know that time to veto isn't a threat. The only chance that the Giants are going to have is to throw the ball on first down. And if he doesn't, you know, complete that, then they're going to run. It's going to be typical rundown. So, I mean, I think they're going to continue to, to load All the right. box. But even with that, they're going to blitz as well, run blitzes early in downs. Negatory. Mm-hmm.
0: Cowboys favored by 17. Love
5: that. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?